Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, um, this weekend I went for a hike up a mountain. Okay, technically, I think it's what locals call a hill, but uh, we're going to go with mountain because it took three hours. Three hours. I am practically Bear Grylls. Hello and welcome back. Uh, hi. <laughs> of course, you know you're tuned into After the Tone because you've searched it and pressed play. It's not like the radio, you just haven't stumbled across it. Across it? Anyway, um, this is a weekly affair in which me, Scotty, and my mates Debbie, Tim and Maya allow you to leave messages on the After the Tone burner phone. And well, I mean, you supposedly steer the conversation and I supposedly have something to say about it. <laughs> This is, however, the penultimate. It's that one. It's the penultimate show of the series, which I mean, I've just about made it. To be fair, eight shows down, two more to go, and then, including this one, this is anyway. And then I'm having a little break from your because I mean, you're ever so fucking demanding, aren't you? And you know. I know what happens to Princess Diana in the end. So, you know, I'll get myself out while I can. Now, next week will be the After the Tone birthday. Yeah, we're going to be one. That's right. A whole fucking year of entertaining you, shower of... Insert expletive here. Uh, (laughs) Now, I think the least you can do is call up and wish us happy birthday. One. But I think we'd also love it if you could call up and let us know, like, tragic birthday party stories, shit birthdays, parties you had as a kid that went wrong, rubbish presents, teenage parties that you sort of made a bit of a show of yourself, anything in that genre um, of birthday slash party would be wonderful. And at the end of the show, I'll give you the numbers and the instructions of how you get that story to us. Anyway, back to me. (laughs) I mentioned at the top there that I did a hike. Now, there was one kind of semi-good reason why I decided I thought I'd do this. And I think any faggot that lives near a hill can testify that all of gay Tinder is just pictures of very plain homosexuals, like, you know, the sort, like wash denim, triangle tattoo, possibly identifies as a plant dad. No, thank you. Um, You know, on a hill in a North Face jacket, pretending to be like a heterosexual man on a Saturday. Uh, honestly, rabid. Rabid? Is that a word? Anyway, it's it's everywhere on gay Tinder. So I thought, well, you know, if it's good enough for them. <laughs> I thought, well, I want a picture on a hill. No, don't get me wrong. It was it was lovely. It was a lovely experience, honestly. But it's not that exciting to be a personality trait. It's just walking. <laughs> 
was like saying breathing is an Olympic sport, Hans. It really isn't, babe. You know, it's very much, it seems very much the pastime for the sort of gays that dedicate their life to Disney. You know the sort. And I haven't got the heart to tell them that, <laughs> like, they just put rainbows on Mickey just to make money out of the gays. <laughs> it's not that Mickey's an ally. <laughs> it's not even real, trigger warning. Um, and do you know what? When I was doing the walk, I thought I'd really love the lesbian community to reclaim walking boots. I feel like gay men walking up hills is lesbian erasure, and I think it has to be stopped. So I'm just putting that out there. So maybe you want to call up with a walking story. Who knows? Right. Um, anyway, that's enough for me. Um, it's time to listen to how exciting you lot are, supposedly. <laughs> Expectations are very low. <laughs> Tim is on the buttons again this week. Tim, oh, come on, love. Do your worst. Hello, Scotty and producer Deb. Uh, this is Fanny, long-time listener, few-time caller still on a fucking badge yeah do it how are you i hope you're doing well i'm calling because i had jaw surgery on friday uh it was quite intense and i'm just laying in bed recuperating and catching up on series four and you're all having a chat about food and uh, it's making me really fucking hungry because i am on soup for the next two weeks and i am pretty bored of it already it's only been a few days anyway it got me thinking about the best carb i've ever eaten and i think it was uh, biscuits and gravy in this vegan cafe in brooklyn and i was just so so tasty i think it was called the cat's whiskers or something i can't remember but it was really fucking good and i'm just here dreaming about it and my belly's rumbling and I just want some carbs. That's it, really. I just wanted to sort of share my desire to eat lots of carbs. Um, pray for me. Ta-ra. Oh, hi, Fanny. How are you? Um, listen, I know people... You know, this is the one thing that people always ask me when they see me in real life, because contrary to popular belief, I am actually a real human being and not just a hologram. People always say, is there a badge? Can I have a badge? There is no... It's a proverbial... A proverbial badge. I haven't got the time to be sat there with a badge machine making badges for you lot that are literally just going to be on one of those rucksacks from Sweden. Because I know you all... I know you've all got those rucksacks. You know the ones that come in funny colours and they've got like... Is it like a cat or a rabbit on the front of it? Anyway, you've all got those, haven't you? And wh- what... Part of that commerce makes me feel excited. None of it. No one's having a fucking badge. Anyway, first time caller, long time listener, badge there for you. (laughs) Jaw surgery. Soup for two weeks. It's like prison, isn't it? One of my favourite genres of food from the Americas of the Norths is biscuits and gravy. Big fan. Now, if, um, unlike... Uh, me and Fanny, if you're not very well travelled and you live over this side of the water, you might not know what biscuits and gravy are. You might be thinking, I'm sorry, they they dip a rich tea into gravy. Oh, no, 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 no. A biscuit over that way is a sort of scone that's been covered in butter. And when I say covered, I mean, it's basically butter with a bit of flour to hold it together. It's beautiful, it's crispy, it's fluffy, it's delicious, and it soaks up gravy. Now, if you're a person who eats meat, or, you know, you never know, as I think Fanny mentioned there, you know, there are other varieties, so probably a vegan version. Um, It's basically sausage and gravy. So if you think of, like, really filthy sausage with a really thick gravy with really nice scones. It sounds mental, but actually, they really fucking know what they're doing. I think it's from the South. So, there you go. Look, what a cultured podcast. Giving you a culinary tour already. First of all, I'm just going to say, when I called in last time, the one about me operation and stuff, I sent that in the week before, so technically I should only have one strike about the newbies' names. Thank you, Scotty. So I take one back. Thank you. Anyway, hi, Scotty. Hi, Producer Deb. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maya. It's Fran here. How are we all doing? 
Um, it's really interesting listening to the pod um, and what self-care looks like, actually, and what being kinder and nicer to yourself is. And I think it's really easy to be kind of swept up with Instagram being like, oh, a bubble bath and, and doing your nails and a face mask and stuff is great self-care. And I think I describe that as sort of like the superficial stuff. It's sort of like the really nice, easy, basic stuff. But actually, self-care can be like quite hard and uncomfortable and difficult. And sometimes it's therapy or it's asserting boundaries and having uncomfortable conversations. Or it can also be accepting like good stuff happening and being open and willing to receive that and not think that you're undeserving I think it's it's in its most truest form I guess self-worth and self-love and being like actually no good stuff happens and I deserve it and I'm worth it it's one of those words that you just think you think oh you hear self-care but actually it's so important and I think this podcast helps me massively in reminding myself just to be even a tiny bit kinder and softer and nicer to myself um, and I've said it before, I think hearing myself back and hearing other people on the pod, it does kind of make me stop and check in with myself and be like, am I actually, how am I treating myself? Um, oh, and the other thing I wanted to pick up on, the whole ergonomically designed thing, I loved hearing about um, how you inspired someone to like start riding a bike as as someone in a in a bigger body as a fat person I can't ride a bike and I have never I think it's now become a mental block that I'm like I'm too big too or I was too big too and I'm now in a bit of a smaller body I think there's so much tied up in that and actually I think the reason as a kid I kind of latched onto the idea of I'm not ergonomically designed to do a forward roll. I actually think is kind of my internalised like fat phobia towards myself. I believed what I was told that I couldn't do it. And because I didn't see anyone doing it, it wasn't like I had those role models. Anyway, I'm really rambling now. But yeah, I still can't ride a bike. Every time I try, I've tried a couple of times and every time I try... I put my foot down instead of like actually like pedaling. I just put my foot on the floor as if I'm going to fall. And then the other big thing, I'm so sorry, guys, I'm really rambling. So just edit this shit. But um, I just want, it's a bit of a PSA, really. Everyone, if you've got any like funky looking moles or even if they don't look funky, just go and get them checked out because um, I'd been nagged to for ages and didn't bother because, you know, that stupid COVID thing kind of got in the way um but I went to doctors and I've just had a mole removed on my back because they said there were some changes so it wasn't really nasty yet but better to be safe than sorry so this is my reminder to everyone wear your sunscreen even if you have got um Mediterranean skin and you tan really easily just wear your sunscreen all the time please and um get your moles checked out all right I hope everyone's um gonna be a little bit kinder and nicer to themselves and um, I'm gonna go and have a nap because my back hurts from this mole removal. Anyway, bye! Hello Fran, very aggressive start there, very on brand for you. (laughs) Now, You know how I feel about self-care. I think self-care, as you allude to, can often be very capitalist, can't it? It can often be like, buy this thing, make this thing, do this thing, but it requires you to buy it. So if you buy this thing, it'll make you feel better. And, you know, I've been having lots of conversations with myself over the last few weeks about what the difference between self-care and self-maintenance is, because there are certain care practices in which I have to enable upon myself, which are just about keeping going they're not about luxury which um in my head my therapist always finds this funny (laughs) I have this relationship with self-care that feels superfluous Mm. been a while since she said a clever word um they feel sort of luxury additional add-on um because actually I think some of the time I'm just trying to think um well I'll tell you what I'm trying to think Trigger one, I'm going to talk about suicide. 
you know, I'm trying to think that I didn't make somebody kill themselves. Uh, that's quite a common presentation for my OCD and anxiety is that um, I'll, I'll convince myself that um, I'm such a horrible person that um, somebody has killed themselves because they don't like me. Very weird, it's such a weird presentation, which when I say now, <laughs> I can sort of laugh about, but it, when, when it happens, it feels very, very real um, that actually a bath bomb isn't really going to take the edge off of that. <laughs> Sorry, Kathy. can I just take two minutes? I just need to get into a bath, a bath that smells of patchouli and that will really take the edge off. Uh, you know, in moments like that, I need, you know, therapy and all the rest of it. So, yeah, self-care, it's, it's not like I want to deny anybody self-care, but I'm also a bit like, I, I, most of the things that I need to do are about things that keep me going rather than things that are to do with softness. That doesn't mean that I don't think people don't deserve softness. I'm always on about that. So, yeah. Anyway, I think bikes are for everybody, and that's why stabilisers were inventive. Um, you could maybe think, Fran, about a trike. They're very fashionable at the moment. A trike is a bike with three wheels, um, and it gives you a lovely little bit at the back that you can put your bits and bobs in, so you can go down the shops and get your bits and then put them in the back. Um, so I would, I don't know, you know, because most bike shops will give you, like, an hour to do, like, a test ride and will allow you to, like try it out, etc. So I'm all about it. And yes, big advocate for skin cancer awareness. My granddad died of skin cancer and my dad had to have facial reconstruction surgery because of skin cancer. Me and my mum have got very Irish skin, but we've got, we've got that, <laughs> we've got that Irish skin, which has lots of freckles and moles, but not like, you know, like ginger freckles, like dark sort of Mediterranean freckles, moles. Um, I think it is a throwback from my nan. So yeah, I'm I'm a big advocate of like, do you know what? I just think, just put, you know, like seeing my dad's facial reconstruction surgery where they created, like they took a piece of his forehead to reconstruct his nose. I was like, I'm just going to put on a moisturiser with SPF. It's just not worth it. So if there's any story, if that's going to encourage anybody, you know, would do you want your forehead to be reconstructed as a nose? No, in which case, get yourself down to the store and get yourself a moisturiser with an SPF, please. Oh, Scotty, are you babs? Right, it's Pauline. Sorry I've been out the loop. I've had workmen coming and going. Oh, bringing all sorts of straight energy into this house. Oh, it's been upsetting me in my chakras. Right, so, work-wise, hallelujah, think I found my niche, HR. Because I'm a nosy bitch, I want to know your business, and I can fake sympathy. Oh, and if you want a shit story, right, how about this? So, me and my old man, plot twist, it's Brett from sunny South Wales, yes, the one who shot on the doorstep as a kid. Well, we were having a birthday lunch and I took him down the smoke and uh, it was this Swiss restaurant. Oh, I wish I didn't. Oh, we had this, um, well, it wasn't exactly fondue because it weren't cheese, but it was like a soup. And they, you know, you got your raw meat and they cracked an egg in it. And I thought, oh, this is lovely, like a gravy soup. Walking halfway down bloody Marleybone. Oh my God, Niagara Falls. And could I find a public bog? Could I bollocks? So I had to rush into H&M and yes, I know, I know what you're thinking. And I bloody did, didn't I? Yeah, on with those new plucky pants and bugger what happened to the rest of them. Don't, 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 don't look at me like that. I can, I can feel your eyes, but... Shame, not in my game. All right, Babs. Speak to you soon. All right, bye. <laughs> Lovely Pauline's back. Hello, Pauline. Um, I know what you mean about that straight energy. It takes a lot of joystick energy to get it back out the house again. You have to do that smudging, don't you? And FYI, that's not a that's not a dirty gay thing. Straight people listening, if there's any, smudging was when you get the sage out. And you, like, cleanse the room. 
Now, I'm quite perturbed by the fact that you, Pauline, live with Brett from sunny South Wales. Avid listeners will know that Brett from South Wales has called in for the last couple of weeks uh, with the energy of what can only be matched to, I guess, I mean, Carol Smiley, if if you recall who Carol Smiley was from Changing Rooms. That's sort of like, I'm an upbeat television personality and nothing will get me down. And Pauline, I just wonder how that works. I would very much like to encourage, before the end of the series, perhaps you and Brett, if you are ever in the same room with each other and you're not thinking, this person is far too optimistic for me. Because Pauline, let's say as it is, I think you're a bit of a Debbie Downer. And that's okay, because I think we're cut from the same cloth. It would be lovely to hear you call in and maybe have a little chat with each other about, you know, does Brett get on your nerves? (laughs) Brett seems like an endless optimist. And Pauline, I know yin and yang and all of that. I know this isn't what we should be focusing on. We should be focusing on the fact that you shut yourself in H&M. But... (laughs) But there just feels like I could be a couple's counsellor here. Just putting it out there, Pauline. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maya. It is Grace. I didn't leave my name last time. Apologies. But my name is Grace. (laughs) I called in last time for some advice about supporting my sibling who came out as non-binary last year. Thank you so much for your lovely words, Scotty. Uh, Really meant a lot. Really meant a lot. I've just been listening to Nana JRF, lovely Nana JRF. I'm so... (laughs) I'm so happy that you're having a good moment. Um, I, yeah, I've been through some low lows, some low, low, low lows. Um, I actually just finished therapy last week. I've been in therapy for seven years. I'm so privileged to have been able to have therapy for seven years. (laughs) But it's been fucking intense and I had it because I really, really needed it. And I just wanted to share how how good life is right now um, and how good it and how much better it's become as a result of all that work and learning to take good care of myself that I've been doing. It feels like a dream remembering how bad it used to be. So please, please keep keep fighting it. Keep learning, keep self-caring and loving yourselves because, yeah, this podcast, I mean... This podcast means so much. As an update, actually, on my uh, on my sibling. Well, actually, yeah, this is a huge update. Actually, <laughs> called in last time, what mere month ago, to talk about how difficult it is for my sibling and how much they want hormones but they can't get them. And it was their birthday actually yesterday, and so I was on the phone with them, and they. <laughs> told me that our parents have caved and are paying for them to go private and they should be able to get the HRT that they need. They're going to be starting on oestrogen, hopefully in December if all goes well, which is incredible. It's incredible. Actually, on a bit of a downer note, to be honest, it it, it also makes me angry because how lucky are we as a, a privileged family you know, as a white middle-class family who happened to be able to afford private mental health care and private trans health care when we needed it. And actually, that makes me really fucking angry. It's really disgusting. It's really disgusting. Fuck the Tories. Fuck the Tories, but love you guys. I want to end on a positive note. So, yeah, thanks. Love you. Bye. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm so glad you called back, actually. Very glad you called back because it's lovely to get an update about your sibling there. And do you know what? It's just so adorable. I know I'm not saying that your bar is low here, Grace, but I'm saying, you know, sometimes the bar collectively can be really low that when you hear just a bit of like trans joy, a bit of trans acceptance, it like 
it just makes you think, oh my God, this is the best. But I mean, I think you would agree, like this is the way it should be. And I really loved your last call where you were just like, what can I do? How can I? Like you just wanted to go above and beyond to make sure that they felt okay. And so it's really lovely to see your, obviously your influence on the family, you know, that the family are now like, I loved that you said caved. (laughs) My parents have caved. (laughs) So brilliant that they are getting the support that they need, finally. And what a beautiful sibling that you're being as well within that. You finished therapy. I tell you what, my first thoughts when you said that was, I'm fucking jealous. How do you do it? How do you clock it? What's the cheat? Up, up, down, up, down, up, 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 down. (laughs) I can't remember what you used to do on Sega Mega Drive to cheat. (laughs) But yeah, well, seven years. I mean, you've done your time. (laughs) That's like a sentence, isn't it? But... Yeah, it's that thing about knowing when is the right time to walk away, but also knowing when the the right time might be to revisit it. But I do think you need a, a bit of a break from it. Um, I have it every two weeks, and I've been in for two and a bit years now. And yeah, it's a lot. Sometimes before therapy, I feel really reluctant. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I sit there just before the Zoom, because I do mine on Zoom. And I think to myself, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about this stuff. I don't want to do this. And then it happens. I'm like, oh, my God. I love this. This is the best thing. (laughs) You know, I want to, like, stop wearing therapy badges. Because I wouldn't mind making therapy badges, everybody. (laughs) Well, Grace, lovely to hear from you. Do let us know how the journey outside of therapy goes. And I'm sure Nana JRF um, will hear your comments. And no doubt will add to her ego. (laughs) Still to come, there is a confectionery-related minor tragedy, a super shit story, oh, brace yourself, and there's a very special surprise message. Oh, that's got me peaked. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, but before that, this week on the Internet RJ, otherwise known as Instagram, I did a little bit of a post about ATT, and because um, I just wanted to say, you know, what after the time means to me and didn't you say some nice things oh well i'll tell you what i'm going to read out a couple uh, lovely callum here says that honestly this show has been a bit of a um a queer lifeline for my mental health over the past couple of months you and me both lovely orla says as one of the quiet ones nursing a pint in the corner thanks for the space you've created together oh bless you oh yeah i understand that but you know what i always forget that there's people listening <laughs> I just thought it was like me and the person who's phoned up. But no, there's actually there's quite a few of you, isn't there? Um, and Ella says, it's provided me with the queer lifeline that I've needed for a long time. Friends I don't really know, but friends I don't know what I'd do without. Oh, bless ya. Oh, God, don't get me going. Um, thank you. Honestly, um, from all of us here at After the Tone Towers, we've been dealing with lots of different external things, all of different corners of our lives and um when we put these into the group whatsapp it really cheered us up and spurred us on so thank you so much remember if you'd also like to say anything lovely about you know tim debbie maya mainly me please <laughs> get on the internet hashtag after the tone pod just as boy with pen did who's currently running to fundraise for epilepsy action and said honestly I thought I was going to have a meltdown around the eighth mile, but then I was listening to After the Tone and and the Cov sharting story came on and I got a laughter boost to the end. I'm saving the next episodes for the race so I can have a laugh if I hit a wall. Oh, God. Well, good on you. Congratulations. I'm glad you, you, you got through the wall. And all the best from us over here to you over there getting your running legs on. Um, and let us know how it goes. We'd love to know. Um, Remember, we are a self-funded space and rely on your donations to keep the lights on. If you fancy buying us a drink to say thanks, head over to patreon.com forward slash off the tone. And for as little as a pound a month, um, you can help us make sure that we will be here for a new series. Right, let's get back to the action, kids. Hiya, Scotty, love. It's Nana JRF. (laughs) Hello, love. How are you? Hello, producer Deb. And hello, Tim. And hello, Maya. And hello, the ATT crew. Yeah, Nana was happy last week. I'm still happy now. But uh, I'm so glad that I 
recorded that message when I did and and I'm able to hear it back because it really helps. It's a funny one because on Tuesday, the 10th of August, is my birthday and I'm 39 years young. I'm as old as my gums, but I'm a little bit older than my teeth. Yeah, it's um, it's a strange one. Um, I won't go into the gory details about the strangeness about my birthday, but yeah, there's a lot of trauma um, connected to it, ofs, because of my family, and my mum, lol. Life sort of goes on okay-ish, like, yeah, there are things that trigger me, you know, having PTSD or CPTSD, I've recently been reading about complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and but it's so weird because it's when when there are time stamps like a birthday the birthday of the the parent or the family member or yeah it's just really difficult it's it's the idea of my birthday is a lot more difficult than the actual day because when the day comes there's like a huge sense of relief like oh thank god it's here but it's knowing that it reminds me of my mom because obviously she was integral to me being here and though we've not spoken not spoken since i was 20 yeah it's it's funny how it brings you back to them but anyway i will be doing some nice things for my birthday I'll be spending some time with some lovely friends and we shall be having some cake and I'm going to go and spend the night in Glasgow and someone's going to take care of my little cat while I'm away. Um, so yeah, I will have a nice time. But um, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. Just, yeah, it's that strange thing, isn't it? It's a lot easier to celebrate someone else's birthday than your own. Or I find that anyway. And it's weird because you would think, oh, you know, as a fellow person who loves being the centre of attention, I'm not just sorry if I'm making any assumptions about your personality. But, um, yeah, you would be like, oh, no, you must really love your birthday. And it isn't. It, it's actually something that I, I really don't. But anyway. But anyway, love and light. God bless, sweethearts. Um, and, yeah. Big love from that JRF. Bye. <laughs> oh, hello, Nana. Um, listen. Oh, look at that. Sorry, we just got a ding at the same time. It's serendipitous. Maybe it means uh, that was my um, technology saying happy birthday to you. I wanted to start off by saying that you're a survivor, lovely. And I really hear everything of which you say, and the emotions that landmarks can bring up. And I just wanted to really recenter this and say happy birthday to you. So happy birthday, and thank you so much for all the contributions that you give to this space. Um, and, you know, we call you Nana, not just in years, darling, but um, in temperament and in care and, you know, the the joy that you bring to people um, online. And I know you've spoken a lot about meeting Art of the Tone listeners on the internet. And, you know, just that care that you have for everybody that you come into contact with, I think we're all very grateful for. So I just wanted to throw that back to you on this, that they're your birthday, because I am recording it on your birthday. Um, Centre of attention, you cheeky bitch. <laughs> I'm very shy, very demure. Um, the question that I'm left with is cake. You mentioned cake. What cake? You know me. You can't come in this room and tell me, like, genres of cake. I need to know specifics, please, JRF. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Debs. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maya. How's it going? It's Nat here. Um... <laughs> got a minor tragedy for you uh so my partner is a night manager at a hotel so you know you see some shit but 
a bonus of him working in a nice fancy hotel is that there's lots of free biscuits knocking around. And because uh, uh, he obviously loves me very much, he always gets me the best biscuits. And Viennese Wells, as we all know, are fucking dong, but they are expensive. So nobody's buying that shit. So I say to him, can you nick me some? And he does, because he's a fucking legend. But minor tragedy is, uh, because he's got five days off work, I ain't got no fucking Viennese in stock. So what am I going to do? Go buy this shit? Nah. <laughs> I just want to say, nah, considering you joined the conversation this season and you started off with quite a nervous phone call, bless you, which is quite common for people, and was like, I've listened for a long time, I just never had the courage. Well, I love that you're a regular. Ne- we've broken the seal with you now. We've popped and you can't stop. It. And uh, this is active. This is active encouragement. So more of this behaviour, please. And if you too are being sat on your hands at home, take inspiration from Nat here, who is like really taking the ball by the horns. So more of that behaviour. Now, isn't that lovely that you've got a loving partner who will bring you free biscuits? Do, uh, chance to be a fine thing over here. I can't tell you how happy I am that you are a Viennese world person because I'm also, sorry, the sun in the room has just come out whilst I said that. It was very dark and rainy in here and all of a sudden it's very bright and sunny, which is a sign. I'm taking that from the Jesus, our God, our Lord, that they also like a Viennese well. I love a Viennese well. I tell you what, I love more than a Viennese well that comes in a plastic tray. One in which you're in such a fancy establishment, they've done homemade Viennese wells, so they're almost the size of your hand. I feel I need a Viennese well. I haven't had a Viennese well in 10 years, and you're worried about not having it for five days. I've got to find a Viennese well. Hi, Scotty, producer Deb, Tim and Maya. It's my second time calling, but this time it's slightly different. Um, I work in um, front-facing customer service. And how I respond to people, like particularly attractive people, like perfectly symmetrically faced, conventionally attractive people. Because I've noticed one of my colleagues, he's a unmarried man in his 50s. I've noticed how he responds differently to different women. And he definitely has a type. And there's one woman in particular. And she's a very, very nice lady. He learned her name within like a week of her accessing our service and makes, you know, a concerted effort to speak to her whenever she's in our building. I've kind of found myself responding in that way too. And I really resent myself for doing it because I feel invisible a lot of the time and always have because I'm a fat. And I've always felt overlooked and ignored and, you know, just disregarded by those very symmetrically faced, conventionally attractive people. But then I respond in the exact same way, like there's some type of hierarchy and I'm at the bottom of it. Um, And yeah, I really, I really want to be neutral. I just, I just don't want to respond the way I respond because it's pathetic (laughs) and unwarranted. Um... Because these people aren't better or, you know, they deserve better treatment or different treatment to how I treat everybody else. My response confuses me and aggravates me and I don't want to respond that way anymore. So I'd be interested in your thoughts. Oh, hi, lovely. It's lovely to hear from you. Second time caller. I appreciate that. Um, Customer service, uh, public facing, I mean, you deserve an award and a badge because the public are, particularly the general public, they are the most 
often rancid people of all time. I was in um, The Chemist yesterday and I just watched this person really kick off at the person behind the tail and I was next. (laughs) And you could just see that they were like really like a bit shaken by this person kicking off at them. I was like, hello, you're right. And they were like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, when you're just like, there is no need for us, particularly now, but never, actually. We don't need the excuse of what we've all gone through to suddenly be kind to each other. People are going back to being real fucking assholes with each other very quickly, aren't they? Now, if there's anything that I believe in uh, wholeheartedly, and there's not much, it's that attractive people should be ostracised just a little, to understand what it feels like to be like the rest of us. And I know I've said that before, but th- there is truth in that. Um, my mum... <laughs> my mum is, is like a major empath. So much so that, like, you know, my mum will cry at most things on the television. Very sensitive soul. And it has rubbed off on me and my brother. So much so that my brother always talks about... When we were in Sweden a few Christmases ago, we were sat in this vegetarian cafe as you do and um there was this older person on their own eating and me (laughs) me and my brother were just like beside ourselves we were like oh my god they've got no one there's absolutely no one for them (laughs) you know you invent stories for people so um I think I've got the reverse of it of, of what you're currently going through um which is if I see anyone who looks like they need a laugh who looks like they... And, you know, these people... (laughs) They could be the happiest people ever. I make an assumption on them based on how I interact with them. I'd be like, I am going to make sure that this person has an absolutely lovely time in my presence. (laughs) Which is essentially after the tone. (laughs) Now, there was something that you said that really hit home about feeling overlooked. And I'm going to do a bit of real talk now. Which is... I know this feeling, and I know this feeling because, well, recently I have been, like, trying to navigate, like, you know, moving into a new city and how I feel about that and, you know, like, meeting new people, perhaps meeting new sexual partners, etc. And around me, um, a lot of my friends seem to not struggle with this in the slightest. They seem to have... as trade you know now that things you can have trade with each other they seem to be on dates etc and I have really started to feel like the fat friend in the corner over the last few weeks because well I'm not getting any (laughs) and it has really played into my self-worth actually and I know it shouldn't but you can't help but feel like the fat friend in the corner. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for calling for a second time. I hope this sort of answers your questions, but if you've got more questions because of it, you know what to do. Hi, Scotty, Tim, Maya, and producer Deb. Um, So... Uh, I thought I would, uh, I have been a very, very long-term lurker, uh, and uh, yeah, so I thought I would leave you a little voice note, because I know you love a poo story, so I thought I'd tell you one. So one time, uh, I was living in the seaside, let's say, about an hour away from London, and I needed to get the last train home. Uh, So I decided to have quite a few drinks. When I say quite a few, I mean, got absolutely bladdered, can't remember getting on the train. But what I do remember is trying to go for a, let's call it an alco shit, or an alco poo, as you will, on the train. Uh, and yeah, didn't pull my pants down. Thought I was having a poo in the toilet, was actually pooing in my pants. Got back in my seat on the train and then cried a little bit about why everyone was leaving the train carriage that I was on. And it took me a good 10 minutes to realise what was happening. And then I realised that I was sat in my own ship on the train, really busy from London, about an hour away, busy commute about, wasn't even that late, probably about 10 o'clock at night. So, uh, yeah. And then I woke up on a bench 
uh, at that train station about three hours later being prodded by police with gloves saying, I think it's time you need to go home now, love. Um, got in a taxi uh, to get me home and that taxi charged me £110 and then put newspaper all over the taxi seat because I was covered in my own poop. Yeah, and I'm not going to give you a name because uh, then everyone will know it was me. Okay, love you, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think we can laugh about it in retrospect, but the next morning, that must have been a real moment, mustn't it? That must have been a real... (laughs) moment long time lurker first time caller welcome to the gang <laughs> take a seat we don't have to put any newspaper down you're fine alcopo <laughs> convinced you had your pants around your ankles look at that a hundred and ten pound you were stung oh isn't that awful though <laughs> like I mean, (laughs) you can see why people were moving, because the smell of other people's shit. (laughs) But, oh. (laughs) That's an excellent story. You definitely win story of the week. (laughs) Hi, Scotty. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maya. Can you guess who this is? Yes, it's your mum calling you. So I thought I would, because um, I've just listened to you, so I thought, oh, I'll go on and leave a message for you. Um, just a couple of things I wanted to say. Yes, I totally agree that working class people do tips. I think it's because we know that, um, we know what it feels like to be relying on that money. So I think we, and if we get good service, we like to tip and say thank you. I think we're really great at doing that, and I do it all the time, and I'm glad that you do that. Uh, Secondly, well, really pleased that you do that, very proud of you. And secondly, yeah, I know you had a really bad week, um, and I just wanted to let everybody know how much we love you, admire you, think you're an absolute star, and um, I'm going to see you very soon for my 60th, and I love you loads. So, um Keep up the great work and uh, love from your mum. See you soon. Bye now. (laughs) Oh, you devil. What is she like? (laughs) I always forget. I always forget my mum has access to the internet. (laughs) Oh, my God. How ridiculous is this? Um... Hi, Mum. <laughs> I like that my mum's put on a bit of a telephone voice as well. <laughs> Hi, Mum. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have had a bit of a wig. You know that. But she's back. <laughs> and next week, me and my mum are going to record some things for the podcast um, because me and my mum are going to go out for uh, some hikes, some more of them, as if I didn't learn my lessons from this week. Um, so <laughs> Speechless. Absolutely speechless. What I find really weird is when my mum started talking, I was like, oh my God, is it me? <laughs> With, I think we sound quite similar. Anyway, Mum, you're not supposed to be listening to this. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and that is... <laughs> oh, great. Excellent. What a wonderful show, actually, between the rest of it. Also, the amount of cussing and shit stories that there is, and my mother's listening. Oh, God. Anyway... Can you all smarten up your act, please? Just a little bit. Now, (laughs) that's it. That's it. We're done. Um, There there is a couple more shows to go. (laughs) So, remember, we'd really love to hear about your birthday stories, tragic stories, about birthdays, shit presents, etc. You know, and also, if you want to pick up any of the conversations that have just emerged, splurged, or squished into the pants of uh, the podcast this week. All you've got to do, open up WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 
0788 200 3420 and support us on the Patreon and get backstage access to more knobheads like you. <laughs> Remember, we are a self-funded space and we do rely on your donations, so why not buy me a Bev? All right, sweet pea? Um, and if you would love to do that, head to patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Um, and we'd very much like to see you over there. Um, anyway, for all of us over here, we've had a lovely time um, with love from me, Debbie, Tim and Maya. Um, see you next week. Um <laughs> I can't get over my mum's gold. God, I feel like, I feel so embarrassed. Anyway, see you later. Bye. After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis. ATT is a Debbie's Production production. Remember to like, follow or subscribe to catch us every Thursday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.